0: morning, friends. Thank you so much for joining us on this awesome, beautiful morning. My name is Pastor Gerald, and you are listening to Grace Waves, brought to you by Greater Grace Church, South Africa. Well, friends, today we're going to do a bit TBT, Throwback Thursday. So I have a short message that I've chosen for you from Pastor Stevens, preached in 2002. And the title of this message is The Greatness of Humility. So also please remember that you can leave a comment to let us know what you enjoyed about this message and also that you can get more information on Grace Waves or on Greater Grace Church on our website. The website is greatergracesa.org. So here is that message by Pastor Stevens on the greatness of humility. Enjoy.
1: Philippians chapter 2, we'll be reading from verse 1. Through verse 10. Beginning in verse 1. If there be therefore any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any bowels and mercy, fulfill ye my joy, that ye be like minded, having the same love, being of one accord of one mind. Let nothing be done through strife or vain glory, but in lowliness of mind let each esteem other better than themselves. Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus And given him a name which is above every name. That the name of Jesus, at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Father, thank you so much for the privilege of being here to hear this anointed message. Anoint our ears now and give us the spirit of concentration. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen.
2: A pastor said that he had a fantastic message that he was going to speak upon humility. And he said he had taken a lot of time to prepare that message, but he wasn't going to preach it until a large crowd came out to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> What I want you to see in a few minutes tonight is the word of God says before honor is humility in Proverbs 15.33. If a person exalts themselves, they should be made a base, but if they humble themselves, they should be exalted in Matthew 23.12. One of the greatest things waiting for you and I through the Holy Spirit and through the cross of Calvary, one of the greatest things is humility. Humility. Humbling ourselves before God. A humble person doesn't live in self-consciousness. A humble person does not live in fear and insecurity. A humble person does not live in reaction and negative vibrations. And so, we have the exaltation of every single Christian will be exalted that is humble. And every single Christian, in God's eyes, they are considered great. Such as in Luke 9:48, a humble person is considered great, or it says the least is considered great. So, some of the greatest people in this building tonight—you don't may not know them—I'll uh, start introducing a few of you just for—but <laughs> some of the greatest folks here tonight are people that are mentally very, very humble. Abraham could have chosen in place of Lot. He was the older man, the uncle, but he didn't. And he said, I don't want there to be strife in 13.9 of Genesis. He said, you take whatever you want to. And so Lot ultimately took Sodom Gomorrah. And as he took Sodom and Gomorrah, Abraham looked up to heaven and said, "God, I want you to choose for me." And the Lord says, "Look east, west, north, south, and everywhere you look, all the I'll give you as many as the sands of the sea." And he's the father of our faith. Humility made him great. Jacob in thirty-three, three of Genesis was having conflict, tremendous conflict, with his brother Esau. He saw Esau and he bowed down seven times on a little hill. He bowed down seven times. And when Esau saw him bow down seven times... Esau said he wants peace and I want peace with my brother and I do not want to fight and he is, he's come to, to see me in tremendous humility. It is a unique picture that Naaman in 2 Kings 5 Naaman did not want to be dipped in the Jordan River seven times to cure his leprosy. He didn't want to be dipped seven times because it was a dirty river. He lacked humility, but he finally gave in and was dipped seven times and was healed because the Jordan River was a type of Calvary. It is said that a beautiful story of of a dirty-faced little boy with his brother in a wheelchair and a jaguar was going by and and the boy kept trying to get people's attention but no one would give them the attention so the boy threw a brick and hit the jaguar and the guy stopped and was extremely angry because of his new car and as the boy was crying and he said, my brother is down there in the gutter. The wheelchair went down and he's hurting. And, and uh, I just couldn't get anybody to stop. No one would stop. And I'm awfully sorry and I'll take whatever punishment you're going to give me. But I just, I want you to help my brother. And the guy in the jaguar helped his brother cleaned up the scratches but he also never would remove the dent on his jaguar he wanted to be reminded that life cannot be traveled as fast as he was going not to notice somebody in great need such as this little boy the word of God says When we humble ourselves, God lifts us up in James 4.10. And it's a beautiful thing. You can be in many different situations. But when we humble ourselves, God lifts us out of that situation. Humility means that I go to God and I I say to God, Father, I'm going to make you all so I can be your servant. I want to surrender what I have to you so I can give you everything I've got as a servant of God. We, you remember the story, Pastor Hoppe might know this story because it has to do with the Baptist Church out in Philadelphia. And the, uh, there was this young girl kid and she couldn't get into Sunday school. The church was so small. Remember that story? She couldn't get in. And so the pastor came and said, I'm going to get get you in somehow. And so he got her in. And later on, this little girl died. And they found in her pocketbook two years later, two years later, A little note with 57 cents. And she said, I've been saving this 57 cents for two years. So they can build, that little church can be built. So people could be able to go to Sunday school. So the pastor, in brokenness, got up and mentioned what had happened. Had the note there, read the note. 57 cents, two years, two years. And the real estate guy found out they wanted this property. And he said that'll be $400,000. He read the note. He says, take it for nothing. on have it. He gave them the real estate, $400,000, absolutely free. And they started this 57-cent fund. And all kinds of money came in more than 57 cents. And the Baptist Church was built. And at that time it was around $375,000 in those days. The humility of Jesus Christ took upon himself the form of a servant. And the word of God says being Found fashion as a man. He humbled himself. Became obedient unto death. Even the death of the cross. I have pictured. And I am sure that you have. I have pictured. In my heart. At bed at night. My eyes closed. What would it be like. To see the humility of Christ on that cross. Remember God. Remember Creator. Remember Redeemer. Remember the one that loves you and calls you by name. Remember the one that wants you to be his bride in heaven. What it would be like to see the nail scarred hands. And the nail scarred feet. And the brow. And, and to know that is God, there is God, that is Jesus Christ, Creator, Lord, Master, uh, the resur- would be the resurrected one and is the resurrected one. And to consider his condescension, his tremendous humility. I believe that when the publican went in in Luke 18:13. The Pharisee was bragging about how good he was and how religious. But that publican beat his breast. And he didn't get near the altar at all. And he said, Lord, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Jesus said, you're going out justified. He'd committed adultery. You know how I know? Because the the Pharisee said he did. Uh, the Pharisee knew all of his sins. The Pharisees always know everybody's sins. (laughs) If you really want to find out about somebody, find a good Pharisee. Ask him, could you have an appointment with him? I was going to do it, and I changed my mind, and I was going to have a a phone up here and call up somebody, and and I was going to lead them to be negative. I was going to show you how you can lead somebody to be negative <laughs> then I was going to call up somebody else and I have to know who I'm calling to do this and lead them to be positive right here live and maybe we'll do it Sunday I don't want the people to know who it is I just want to see if I can make them negative uh, everybody loves people that are negative because then you can straighten them out uh, but then leads somebody to be positive. Well, the humility of Gideon, the humility of Paul, he said, I would go to hell for my people, the Jewish people, if they could be saved. In Romans nine three, I would go to hell. And Moses said, if you're going to destroy the Israelites because of the red heifer, because of the... the uh, Idolatry. He said, if you're going to do that, he said, wipe my name out of the book of life also. I want to, if they're going to go to hell, I want to go to hell. The humility of identification, the humility of compassion, the humility of caring so much that there's no self-preservation. Would you bow your head? Please, bow your heads and close your eyes. A humble person's prayers are heard in Psalm 9:12. They get more and more and more grace in James 4, 6. They're delivered in Job 22, 29. All because God exalts and makes great the humble. You want your business to, you want your business, whatever it is, just, just humble yourself in the sight of God. And if you're doing that, just keep it up. Just keep it up if you're doing that. Every head bowed and eyes closed. If you're here tonight, you've not accepted Jesus Christ, and you would like to say, Father, forgive me, cleanse me, come into my heart to live, and Christ will save you. Put your hand up high.